Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have that like bookmarked at the top of your top of your Chrome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Stop me if you heard this one before. The Rich Eisen Show. Garoppolo not there. Foot surgery. Let me tell you what it's all about. Do you know who the Raiders' new part owner is? Tom Brady. Hey. Earlier on the show, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey. Coming up, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. From the new film, Fast X, actor Alan Richson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, live on the Roku channel. We are free every single day. If you want to see us, I'm wearing a terrific zip-up blue, uh, like a light blue uh, hoodie, uh, uh, sweatshirt. Um, I'm describing it. Would that be a good uh, picture I'm painting for the radio audience here? Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, in hour number one, great conversation with Christian McCaffrey. I'll paint the word picture for you. Chris Brockman was wearing a very smug face as his Celtics down three games to two feel like they've actually won the series. <laughs> Never really seen anything uh, quite like it in the NBA duck playoff boat, series. Where's the duck boat parade? Uh, <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, that's good. It's our new, uh, new drop. <laughs> Boom! Okay, boom. A little too quick. Little, eh, we'll work on it. Trigger finger. We'll work on it. Um, but at any rate, um, that was our number one. Great conversation with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, John Harbaugh is about to join us. And yesterday we were talking, uh, I think at this very moment, we just uh, snapped 24 hours ago at this very moment. I was talking about how the kickoff is dead in the NFL with the new rule of a fair catch inside the 25-yard line. I, I don't know when you're going to return one. Maybe, maybe if somebody tries to pop one up and somebody's catching it on their 10 or 15, I don't know. Uh, but John Harbaugh is a former special teams coach, and Albert Breer was on the show yesterday saying he's one of the coaches, head coaches, that were uh, put their full faith and credit and body uh, of work behind the special teams coordinators who were fighting against this rule and were overruled by uh, by management. Whoa! Uh, John Harbaugh will come here on the program. Oh, you just said a whoa out. Did something just break? Something just break? DeAndre Hopkins released by the Cardinals. Released. Yeah. Flat out, let go? Flat out, let go. Are you sure? Uh, from the Arizona Cardinals, one minute ago, we have released DeAndre Hopkins. Boom! <laughs> They'll try and Released him. Yeah. Let's let him it. walk. Released. Let's make sure this is the right card. Uh, uh, I mean, it's got the gold yeah. check mark for organization. 1.1 million followers. Yeah. How, yeah. how sad that we have to do that in this with Twitter you gotta now. Make sure. You got to make sure. Yeah. What Whoa. Are, what are they doing? 
I don't want to pay him fifteen million dollars. But, but, but release him? Like nobody? Like you, you can't even something for him? Well, they were asking for a first round pick. Yeah, how many times is this guy going to switch teams? And you're wondering about the team that's just letting him go. That you're saying you're not getting value for him. Same thing happened with the Texans. Remember that? They didn't even get a one for him then. I know. You can't even get a bag of footballs for him? A fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh? Seventh round picks turn into Brock Purdy and and Isaiah Pacheco and and get out of here. They didn't get a thing for him. They just let him walk? He is now a free agent? Is that a yes? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm still kind of in shock. Talk about stuff happening while live on the air that we are reacting to. I mean, I don't even know unless something happened behind this. But even if something happened behind the scenes, I mean, no one who's not behind the scenes would have to know. You could still, like you said, the Lions got a fifth for or a pick for DeAndre Swift in in future drafts removed, and he hasn't done nearly as much as what. Deion Rapp, just for nothing. Look, I thought for sure. Here it is. Do we need to call Pelissero? I thought for sure <laughs> that he was going to be somewhere else. For sure. I know where I'd like to see him. Yes, me too. Well, the fact that he can go anywhere right now. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be interesting. You know, I'm 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 pleased John Harbaugh is still just going to call in. He might be just flying all the way. To, he might be on air, uh, right. air Bashadi to go get him. He might be prepping for this interview well, and not a, even know. Lamar said, "Hey, I'll get me Odell, well, get me Dion." And then and then Yo. you've got hold on, no no no. Then there's Dallas. How about how about the Jets? You want to play with Rodgers? Holy. Oh, How I mean, about the rate? I mean, honestly, that's why I can't imagine right that they have released. There's got to be a story. Like, what is the story behind that? You're just going to let him walk? You get nothing for him. Nothing. Except what he's already provided. Because I'm telling you, man. I'll just say this. this is Clearly, this is first blush. Something can come out later on, and I'll have to amend what I'm about to say. Okay? But... Kyler Murray better watch out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this team, to just let him walk away. Just to let him walk away. And Murray's coming back from a knee injury. This team has, and I know I say you can't tank in the NFL. I know you say, I, I say that. But just to let him walk away for nothing I mean, it's this, I, I can't believe it, but the, just again, in my head, you're seeing the way the Cardinals are currently constituted, okay, bringing in a defensive-minded head coach, and I'm not saying he can't have anything to do with offense or know how to actually have a team to put points on the board, but this reeks of prune the tree, Kyler, good luck coming back from your knee injury. If we're like one and seven, one and eight, why are we bringing him back? And then all of a sudden he turns into Josh Rosen as Caleb Williams is sitting here in Los Angeles, California. Yep. Somebody told me that at the combine. I didn't even include that in the rumors. Coming back to the combine. Just watch out. If you're Kyler Murray and everything that went down with the iPad, this and that, 
And you hear what Patrick Peterson has to say and, you know, a lot of chatter. And I know that they flew pre-draft with him at his uh, statue reveal on the campus of Oklahoma. Well, I'd watch out if I were him and choose another destination because if the Cardinals play like we're expecting them to play, and again, you, you can't tank in the NFL because there are too many prideful guys that try to win and want to win and are desperate to win because they want to not only keep their jobs but show for other teams, you can hire me. But that's my thought. When you let DeAndre walk for nothing? Now, the same thing would be applicable even if they got something for him. That's true. Here, but just, this just brings it up, the fact yeah. that it was for nothing. Okay. Really? Teams with the most cap space right now. Bears, 27 and change. Panthers, almost 20 million. Lions, 17 million. Colts, 16 million. Packers, 12. Bengals, 12. Saints, 11. You could, Patriots, you could, 10. I don't even know if, and I know you're, 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 you're mentioning that as possible maybe an idea spots? for possible landing spots, but hey, man. Teams with cap space to sign him. You can, you can move around dollars, cents, reconfigure contracts that you currently have, and people will be like, I'm happy to do that. I will defer saying. that money. I'll, I, you know, and the teams will be like, we'll, we'll, we'll put that stuff on the credit card to bring DeAndre Hopkins in. I know. You well, know, I I'll mean, see, good Lord. Let's see if you recall that, that interview we had earlier this week. Now this quote kind of starts to make a little more sense. I don't know if you heard this, Rich. He said, what I want is stable management upstairs. That's something I haven't really had the past couple of years of my career coming from Houston and then to Arizona. And then he said, a quarterback who loves the game, a quarterback who brings everybody on board with him, not just himself, but everybody around him, and a great defense. Now, I, I know so that's that, what he wants, but I mean, to 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 let him for, go for nothing? Well, I was just, maybe there was, like you said, there could be something internally, judging from those remarks. Which is what to just, but still, though. The hell going on? Yeah. That, that... You get it. You trade him for nothing. You could nothing. still. You could still just say, "Hey, he's available," and then take the calls from as many teams as you can, and then create a bidding war. But to let him go. I mean, they they got smart people in the front office there. I mean, and remember, Arizona flipped what a two and a four. To, remember the Texans, and Bill O'Brien was roasted. Rose. For giving up DeAndre Hopkins for what he gave DeAndre Hopkins up for. And the Cardinals have essentially held Bill O'Brien's beer. I don't get it. That's my first plus thoughts. I don't get it. And now DeAndre Hopkins can go ring shopping. He can go ring shopping yeah. on Memorial Day weekend. Where does he want to play? What team will offer him the spot for him to not only make what he is he feels commensurate but can give him that ring put it on his finger because I'll tell you what the way that he amasses yards put that ring on his finger and you're talking about a bust in a jacket no doubt stay by your phone man I may need you that that, that guy right there <laughs> <laughs> could you I mean the possibilities are endless that guy right there Mike Tomlin not a bad not a bad job Jay you're, you're Raiders. Yep. You know, Devontae Adams. 
could use uh, DeAndre. But it's Jimmy uh, on the G, other side, a quarterback or? who loves the game and a quarterback who brings everybody on board with him. Well, I mean, no, you know, the best. Tom, Aaron Brady. Tom, Tom Brady is. <laughs> you know, Tom, get out of here with Brady with that all that nonsense. No, I'm talking about current quarterbacks in the National Football League. Dak could be one of those guys. I think we all know. Jerry, I th- uh, Rich, honestly, I think we all know in our heart of hearts how this has ended. Yeah, he's reunited with Bill O'Brien. No, he's going nice. to Kansas City. No, they don't have the cap space. Doesn't please, Rich? They really don't. I need you to take the words I know, they re- "cap they really space" don't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 launch them into space. Unless he's literally playing for the veteran minimum, they they can't afford him. Chris, they will do whatever they need to do. Brett Veach isn't somebody who puts trophies in the case because he just fell off a truck with turnips on it. Okay. They will teams will know, figure this out. They're in the red They will right now. turn to all the veterans and all the people on their team and say, "What you know? We can get DeAndre. What 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 can we do? There is less pie. And then figure it out. And figure it out. And the Jets are one of them, no doubt about it. New York Hopkins. Yeah. DeAndre wants to go and put on green and have Rodgers throw to him with Lazard and with Garrett Wilson and the rest of that offense, and let's go. Rodgers is ring shopping in New York City, and as we know, a lot of great ring shops in New York City. Boom. (laughs) There it is. I mean, keep on naming it. There isn't a single team out there in the NFL that wouldn't be wanting to add this guy. The Dolphins, keep going. Except for the Cardinals. And you could see the, the Bills <laughs> keep going. And you could sit here and say, well, they already have these guys. They already have enough. Can't have enough. And then the Cardinals clearly had enough. I don't I don't understand it. Wow. Okay, let's make let's make some phone calls. Whew. Let's call around. This is gonna get interesting, man. You think? <laughs> man. Oh, we were about to do what's more likely and take phone calls ourselves. Get ready for John Harbaugh. Where's an easy one? What's more likely? Hopkins lands in KC. The Cardinals might have Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Because they have the Houston Texans first round. That's what I'm saying is that that let's just just hold on a second. And then we'll, we'll take a break and welcome in John Harbaugh. Let's give Arizona a full benefit of the doubt. Despite us wondering, what are they thinking? This is a team that I think had a terrific draft. They moved around the draft board. Mm -hmm. They used the Houston Texans desire to go get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Boom, boom. They used that to their advantage. They had a smart draft. This is not a team that is totally clueless. Okay, $19.5 million off their books. Number one. Number two. Number two. They have all those draft choices. You have to look around and go, why are we having DeAndre Hopkins on this team? Makes sense to offload him. Makes no sense to get nothing for him. That's weird. But makes sense to offload him. And this team is not going to win the West this year. They would have to have a Herculean effort to make the playoffs, certainly without their star quarterback, who they may have evaluated over the last couple of years the general manager who enriched him and the owner who I guess gave the green lights to Steve Kime to do it. 
might have evaluated this whole process and said he is hurt. There's that kid at USC. And let's go. And let's go. And there's, you know, is Buda Baker, he's already what? He's removed the Cardinals from his uh, social media bios. Yep. I assume they were not going to just cut him, get him somewhere else, and turn to the great people of the Valley of the Sun and say, 2023 is about the sunrise of 2024. And please show up. Please come in. And Kyler Murray, you take your time rehabbing, and all of it will be about who wants Kyler Murray behind the scenes. That will be a conversation throughout the fall, and it's smart enough for the Cardinals to undertake that as an option and lay the groundwork for it. I just don't understand DeAndre Hopkins being released for nothing. Boy, do I love being on this show when something breaks. <laughs> In the NFL, especially. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens coming up next. That's the Rich Eisen Show here on a wild Friday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, DeAndre Hopkins, an hour ago on his Instagram, he tagged that he's in South Carolina right now. Okay. At, a, at a farmer's market. I mean, <laughs> oh, is that right? I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> One hour oh. ago. Oh, buying fruits, vegetables, and a new ring. The Tiger Valley Market. That's where he's at. Yeah. 
That's where you always want to have those life-changing phone calls. I'm so so. DeAndre Hopkins is in the farmers market. Okay, lots going on in the world, and you know one of the the biggest mysteries um, I thought going into the playing season, coming out of the draft, is what the Ravens' new look offense is going to look like, and hopefully we'll get some answers best we can right now. Joining us on the Rich Eisen Show back again, we always appreciate him with his time. Super Bowl winning head coach John Harbaugh back here on the show. How are you doing, Coach? Hey, Rich. Doing great. Uh, really happy to be with you, man. I always enjoy being on your show. And I feel the same way of you of you coming on here. And, man, there is, as always, a lot going on. Um, you, you got your quarterback. You got him signed. You got him signed, sealed, and delivered. Where, where were you when you heard that news? I know you were probably getting ready to draft. Yeah, no, I was actually, uh, I was actually in my closet in the morning. It was a couple of days before the draft, and I was getting dressed, and it was really early. It was like 5.30-ish. And, uh, yeah, that's right. That's the same time you get in, right, Rich? Yeah, so sure, that's it. Pretty much, yep. Uh-huh. Sure. Yep. And uh, Eric, who's he's normally more of a late-night guy, and all of a sudden I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear Harbs, you in there? And it's Eric's voice, and I'm like, oh, man, this is either really good or really bad. So I, I popped out, and he said uh, – that Lamar had called him the night before and that uh, he thought they were we were getting real close and something might happen. And then it actually happened, you know, a couple of days later, right before the draft started. So that was good news, certainly. Obviously, and, and negotiations, uh, as you know, uh, in the NFL are rife with emotion and, and rife with drama. And obviously, um, sometimes they go south. Uh, it just was so remarkable to me how you and the rest of the organization throughout the entire process had just the same message about how much you love Lamar. You, you can't wait to get him back. 200%, I think you said at one point he's coming back. And then, you know, things like you sitting uh, sitting down for an owner's meeting just as he tweets out that he's asked for a trade and things of that nature. Did you ever get frustrated throughout this entire process, Coach? Yeah, I mean, it would it would probably be not it'd be disingenuous probably to say no. I mean, of course, yeah, for sure, you get you know frustrated and uh, disappointed or kind of you you know pull your hair out sometimes. But um, you know, it's we have you know we'd already built relationships. It wasn't like we're talking about people who didn't know each other, hadn't been through a lot together. So that was one plus. And the other plus, I think, was just the mindset that that we kind of took was we're, no matter what. We, we're responsible to uh, keep our powder dry here, you know, and not 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 do something that's going to really jeopardize what's best for the team and and uh, organization and, and really for everybody involved. You know, it would have been really easy to to sabotage ourselves, and we didn't want to do that. So, you know, just kind of step back and say this is about business. It's not personal, even though it seems personal sometimes. It's not, and let's try to keep that in mind and. And make sure we keep our powder dry. I was saying so many times throughout this process, he's sitting in this chair and this microphone, that find someone in your life the way that the the Ravens love Lamar Jackson. Like, that's what you need in your life. And <laughs> and, and I can obviously see the on-field stuff. But what what why, why do you love Lamar Jackson? Why does this organization well, love Lamar Jackson the way you do, Coach? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it's just you make a commitment. We made a commitment, you know, and uh, we decided that we were going to do something together, you know, and, We've been through a lot, and it's like any like any relationship. There's lots of things that aren't perfect. It's always like that. Um, that things that that need to be better or talked through or whatever it might be. And you know, we try to do that as best we can all the time. But we just were. That's the direction we wanted to go. We made a commitment, and we want to see it through. And uh, and we do. We like him. We love him. Respect him. 
and, I, and he feels the same way. And, you know, I think just once you decide to go that way, it's, it's, it's better to try to stick with it and make it work than it is just to, to bail at the first sign of trouble. And um, I, I'm glad we did that, and I'm looking forward to making it work and really trying to do some great things over the next few years. John Harbaugh, coach of the Ravens here on the Rich Eisen Show, and you mentioned the commitment that you made to Lamar uh, from the get-go, and it was apparent when, when you did turn to him in his rookie season, mid-season, and then reconfigure an offense on the fly, and the offense has been the way it is for for years, um, and now you've got a new offensive coordinator in Todd Monken, coach, and that to me is one of the greatest mysteries coming into the season, and I don't know, expect you to, you know, clear everything up, but what what is this offense going to look like, coach? Yeah, well, hope he looks good. You know, hope he looks ah. like an offense that's scoring some points. I right? guess I that's should have said differently. Line. I guess I should have said differently. How will this <laughs> offense look differently than the first few years of, of uh, Lamar's tenure there? Well, it'll be different. I mean, you know, it's different. obviously a different, uh, different coordinator is going to have a different uh, spin on things and a different style. And that's – we were pretty well determined uh, to um, – just basically t- cast a wide net and really listen to all the different uh, candidates and see what they had to say and what direction their their vision for this offense would be. And when when I started talking to Todd, it really was right away. It's almost love at first sight. You know, it's like, you know, I really understand what he's saying, and uh, I, I think this would be a good fit for Lamar. Just being with Lamar for five years and being with, you know, kind of, you know, just the, the offense that, that I always kind of felt like the direction we would need to go when we had the players to do it. He was, he, that's just the way he, he thinks. And um, so I'm excited for that part, but I'm also excited for the players that we brought in because that makes those things possible. I mean, you know, coordinators, I mean, Greg Rome is capable of going different directions too, but the fact that we're going to have some guys around him, added some receivers, uh, building on the tight ends, building on the running backs, building on a really good offensive line, uh, that's going to give us an opportunity to do some things maybe that wouldn't have made as much sense in the past personnel-wise, too. So all that, you know, being part of it, uh, I know Lamar does want to have more responsibility than he's ever had before at the line of scrimmage. That's the way Todd's built. That really got my attention. Uh, Lamar's going to be very responsible for making decisions at the line, and I love the way it's being taught right now and the way the system's being organized. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll see what it looks like when we see it, but – I'm excited about it. Well, more verbiage is what Lamar said when he spoke uh, on uh, on Wednesday. He also said uh, something along the lines of uh, running less, that he's going to be asked to run it less. Is that what your expectation is, too? Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain types of plays that will probably will be less in the offense. You know, they're still in there. He's probably talking mostly about the counter quarterback key plays, the inside gap scheme runs that mm-hmm. we – really relied on the last two years down the stretches when we didn't, you know, quite have, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, stuff we wanted to do on the outside throwing the ball. Um, I'm sure that that'll be called less. That's probably what he's talking about mainly, but they'll still be on our offense as a threat. And uh, there'll be a little bit more at the last scrimmage, you know, verbiage. I think what he's talking about there is, you know, what he can do at the last scrimmage uh, in terms of, um, you know, using his voice to uh, make certain changes and make certain decisions on plays that won't be quite as much, uh, locked in maybe in terms of the play call. So he'll be asked to read, react more um, pre-snap, and then um, and then you, that's that's the decision that to be made on offense. Pre-s- yeah, right. I mean, yeah, put it in his hands when we get up there, and yeah. you know we uh, we'll we'll see what the defense has given us and make make some decisions at the line. 
and Odell in the mix now. What was your first impression of him when you first saw him, John? You know, when I, I started talking to him actually in November of the season and mm-hmm. we first started talking on the phone. And I had never talked to him before in my life, you know, and, you know, and um, he's kind of a star. You know, he's got the big persona and all that. But when you talk to him, you realize how down to earth he is, Rich, and, and what a football guy he is. And, and he really at stage of his life with his son and the things he's gone through, what his priorities are right now. I was, I was pretty fired up to hear the things he was saying. And then, and then through the whole process until, you know, he decided to come here just, what, a month ago or so, uh, he never wavered from that. I mean, he was very consistent with that. Everything he said was very honest. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's thinking the way we're thinking. I mean, he wants to go win football games. So uh, that makes me happy as a coach. And then in terms of uh, a role that he's already played, um, I, I kind of got the sense that him coming in when he did, it was just another voice that wasn't either yours or DaCosta's or, or – uh, obviously, Steve Bashotti, if he was talking to Lamar, just a different voice. At one point in his press conference, he even directed the camera, hey, Lamar, if you're out there, you know, I'm here now. Uh, do you think he played a, an important role on that front? Yeah, I think he did. You know, I, I think they had known each other before and then that they were talking. And, uh, you know, I don't know what they were saying specifically, but uh, I'm pretty sure that Odell wanted Lamar to come back. And I'm I'm pretty darn sure that Lamar was excited uh, when when Odell signed with us, you know, so that that had to be a factor. Definitely had to be a positive factor. So I'm looking forward to seeing him together on the field very soon. It's going to be fun to see what it looks like. And then what about the sense again? Because you, you mentioned how the offense was, and now you've got a different personnel group to run a different offense. The sense that the Ravens are a place where receivers aren't um, uh, aren't set up to burn it up and succeed that essentially receivers go to die in Baltimore. The fact that Odell says, you know what, I'm going there. Is that a, is that a, a narrative that's real or it's not coach? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, I, I get it. You know, it's good, good to talk about, but I don't live in that world. You know, I don't really care about that. I don't feel like I have to respond to everything, every opinion that gets written out there. Um, everybody's got them, you know, that's what they say. And uh, I will not quote the rest of that quote there, but I don't don't care what people think. I don't care what the narratives are. You know, we're going to try to win football games, you know, and we got good people that love being here. One thing we do like rich is we Mm -hmm. do appreciate players and coaches that want to be here. We understand who we are. We understand what we stand for, uh, how we play, what it means to play like a Raven. Uh, I think that people who watch the game, have a good sense of that and respect it. So, you know, guys that want to play here, that's the kind of guys we want. Guys that don't want to play here, I figure they don't want to play here because they don't want to play that way, you know, the way we play. And I'd rather not have them in that case. So, you know, we're pretty comfortable in our own skin. So then, uh, while I'm already opening that that door about uh, other people's opinions, do you read anything into the schedule, Coach, the fact that there is one nationally televised appearance um, a Thursday night game in week 11. You do have a game in London uh, in week six, but there's there's very few under the lights that were handed to the Ravens this year. Is there anything to be read into that at all, Coach? Uh, well, let's see. We got we got the Titans in London. Then we have uh, the Chargers on Sunday night. Yep, and a Thursday we before have, that. We have the Jaguars on Sunday night. We got the Niners on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the Thursday night mm-hmm. primetime game with the Bengals. So that's like five, that's five, four, I that's just, five games. Yeah. 
right? Okay. Yeah. Just throwing out the but, first you know, like, eleven weeks. No, do we? Do we? Do are we like? Are we? Are we? Are we like? Are we getting sniffly because we don't? We didn't think we got enough night games. No, I, I. I'd like to have more home games. I mean, when's the last time we had a Monday night home game? We've had twenty of them since two thousand and eight. Five of them have been at home, and we've won most of our Monday night games. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I get a little prickly about that one, but that's about the only one. All right, John Harbaugh here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, I have to ask you about this new rule uh, with the touchback uh, inside the 25-yard line, fair catch uh, on a kickoff as well now. Um, and I know you come from the world of special teams. Um, I give you the floor and what you think of this new rule that uh, a fair catch on kickoffs gets placed on a 25 if it's caught within your own 25-yard line. Coach. You must have already read my quote on that. I mean, I said something about that. So that's, <laughs> you're trying to give me a call from Roger Goodell, aren't you? No, no, I'm, I, I, I have a, a head coach of notes. You've got a ring. You've been around a long time. You're a special teams guy. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give the floor to you on that, Coach. Well, I think there's always the, the law of unintended consequences. And just to assume that, that because the ball's popped up and somebody fair catches it, there's going to be less helmet-to-helmet speed collisions, I think, you know, is is very is wishful thinking, and the coaches that understand how the play is really played out, I think, uh, expressed pretty pretty clearly that we think it's not going to be a safer play. You know, in terms of that, and we're not even sure the play is as unsafe as they want to say it is, but because um, we're not exactly sure all those concussions are documented mm-hmm. uh, actually happened on kickoff plays. But you know, that's for the league to decide. So that's what they did, and we'll support it and all that. But. Like, like they know come when, when I'm talking or, or, or whatever, you say what you think and you put it out there and have an honest conversation about it and you're not playing politics with it or anything like that. That's, that's how you have an open decision. So, you know, if it, if it ends up being good for the game, great. If it doesn't end up being good for the game, I'm sure it won't get voted back in next year. And we'll see how it goes and continue to try to teach football, you know, the, the, the most effective way possible, the safest way possible, like we always do as coaches. And, and we'll see how it works out. So what do you think we'll see? More squibs? More line drive kicks? Like, how do? what do you think first blush will be the, the way fans will see kickoffs now? Or, or yeah, the... I think you'll see more variety of kicks. You'll see more squibs. You'll see more short, high pop-ups. Try to pop the ball up in their short and see if they can create havoc around the ball. Uh, there'll be a lot of collisions in front of the ball mm. for that reason. You will see the ball on the ground more, you know, slopping around. The difference between the college game and the pro game is the, kick, the kickers can kick it higher and the players can run faster. So those balls are going to be hit high and the players are going to get down there underneath it. Uh, and then when a fair, a fair catch happens late, nobody's going to stop playing because a fair catch is going to be late in the play. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of contact going to happen huh. in those fair catches. So, so, that's so. what we think will happen. Plus, I think people will return those short balls too. You do? Absolutely. So, like, yeah, absolutely. like right around where, like the twenty, fifteen? You think they'll take it out? Is that the way you, you think? I, I, honestly, well, if, they kick it, if they kick, if they kick it to the, to, to the ten, all mm-hmm. I got to do is go fifteen yards to get it past the twenty-five. If they kick it to the fifteen, all I got to do is go ten yards to get it past the twenty-five. I, you know, good special teams group is going to be confident in their ability to do that. Okay, coach, I appreciate the time as always. How how's your how's your brother doing? How's Jim? How's he doing? Right yeah, now? they, you know, they're, they're, he's excited. They're, they, they're going to be good, aren't they? What do you think? What's your prediction? Oh boy, I am. Uh, let me just, just tell you something, John. And I, I, I might put, be putting your brother in a tough spot here, but my, my mouth has been writing a ton of checks 
It has been very, <laughs> I have been talking with my chest for two years now, and it has been, uh, it, it's been awesome. It's just been nothing but great. I'm very bullish on this upcoming season. Very. Because we, we got the quarterback we, the, the, from but last. You're also, you're also humble, right? You're confident, but you're humble. Well, right? I'm a, Can I say humble? Yeah, I understand. I'm a Michigan man. I understand what I'm supposed to do. But when I show up in Canton, Ohio for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, the annual uh, jacket dinner that I host, and when they start screaming OH at me, I get very mouthy. And uh, that, that, that's when I write the checks. That's when I write the, the largest checks. But it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm glad to hear that uh, Jim is, too. Glad to hear that. Do you feel like that's kind of your due after all those years of having to listen and endure what you had to for all those years? By the way, great use of the word endure. That is a perfect word. Yes, correct. All of it, but it's just, I also just like seeing everything go in the the proper trajectory uh, i'm 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 liking it immensely um and i just i i'm all of it is great and i'm just glad to hear that you, you you're just as bullish or your brother is as well sir i'm looking forward to awesome it. thanks for I the call appreciate you rich hey thanks, man. right back at you john harbaugh let's uh, let's do this during training camp if you don't mind looking for my call at that point appreciate it sounds good you bet have a great weekend you have right, a great week right we'll back at you that's all john right. harbaugh the head coach of the baltimore ravens back here on the rich eisen show I was very close to getting Telesco right there. <laughs> All right, Rich, thanks for having me on. Bordering on. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Tom Pelissero is going to give us the, the latest. Uh, my colleague from the NFL Network will be calling in. What is up with DeAndre Hopkins just being flat out released? That's next. Um, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, Alan Richson of Fast X is in our green room as well. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Joining us here from uh, the NFL Media Group, my colleague Tom Pelissero, back here on the Rich Eisen Show in light of the breaking news that hit about 40-something minutes ago. How are you, Tom? Rich, I was joking to a variety of different people yesterday. Mm-hmm. Checking in on, there's always something that happens Memorial Day weekend. It yeah. ends up being uh, 
DeAndre Hopkins uh, becoming a free agent, and we'll see if he uh, makes it to Monday without sense. Well, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Odell dropped on uh, on Easter weekend, just like the, the, you know Donovan McNabb did years ago, um, uh, or some other big news hit over Easter weekend. But let's just jump into this one right here. Uh, what happened where Arizona would just release DeAndre Hopkins with no strings attached? What happened? Rich, Arizona had had trade talks surrounding DeAndre Hopkins for months. They were not able to move that contract, which would have paid him $19.45 million in 2023, nor was Hopkins willing to rework that contract to the degree that he would have had to to facilitate a trade. Now, there was a point, you mentioned Odell, a couple of months ago where there was momentum toward a Hopkins deal potentially getting done, then what happens is DeAndre Hopkins sees that Odell Beckham Jr. signs for $15 million fully guaranteed, upside to $18 million. After not playing all of last season, Hopkins then begins to think, well, I can't possibly take less than that. And with that decision, went away any chance that they had to move the contract. So at this point, Arizona decided to release him in part because doing it before June 1st allows them just to take the entire bullet now. They eat $22.6 million in dead money. They actually save a little over $7 million in 2023 cap space because Hopkins' cap number was close to $30 million. They also obviously save that $19.45 million in cash that comes off the books right now. You go back to the draft, you look at everything the Cardinals did, Monty Austin Ford uh, and Jonathan Gannon in their first year together in Arizona. They were amassing draft capital for 2024. They were trading back in the draft. They obviously got the guy they wanted in the first round, Paris Johnson, even after making some of those maneuvers. But once again here, he'll be Hopkins will be completely off their books in 2024. They got all kinds of draft capital. No one is ever going to say that it's a total rebuild or anything like that, but it's pretty clear, especially with Kyler Murray, being injured and in all likelihood not playing a good chunk of this season, that Arizona very much is putting all their eggs into the basket of being ready to make big moves for 2024. But to to not not get a single ounce of draft capital back for him, and, and it's because the contract was something that Hopkins refused to rework um, and, and thus get him the free agency that he currently has, and teams read that writing on the wall and weren't going to... Uh, you know, get, allow the Cardinals to get off the hook. Uh, by is that why he gets released? I, I still can't believe they couldn't even get a single draft choice for him, even a seventh, sixth, fifth. Really, nothing. A team would still need to take. Team would still need to take on the contract, or else have Hopkins willing to rework it. Once that Odell deal got done, it changed the entire headspace for DeAndre Hopkins and the landscape of trying to. Get a trade done. You know, that's not to say a lot, a lot of this, Rich, as you know, it's driven by the economics. It's driven by, you know, what teams are willing to do in terms of their cap space. They're committed to a player who, let's be honest, over the last couple of years has missed a substantial uh, amount of time due to injuries. Again, so is Odell. Odell had a couple of ACLs, and, you know, but we saw down the stretch of the 2021 season, you know, what he could still do. He got a contract that I think surprised a lot of people in and around the NFL, but the Ravens were willing to pay a premium at a time that they were trying and eventually did get a deal done with Lamar Jackson. You know, whatever took place here, and again, there were teams interested. There was at least one trade 
that was, I never want to say close because until something is done, I don't think that there really is a close, but there was certainly momentum to getting something done. Once Hopkins decided he wasn't going to take less money than what Odell got, it just made it impossible to pull off a trade. And now what happens is the Cardinals have announced this, which means that immediately teams can call DeAndre Hopkins directly. He does not have an agent. He does have a business advisor that he works with and helps him on contracts. Something could happen quickly here, or DeAndre Hopkins could find out that nobody's willing to pay up to that same level of $15 million hard, and if that's the case, then let's see how long he potentially waits here before choosing his destination. All right, so so DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Tom, tweeted out that he was walking through a farmer's market in South Carolina when he received this news, so I guess as he's choosing out a nice head of broccoli and his phone's ringing, who's calling him in the farmer's market? Tell me the, tell me the, the market that he's currently in football-wise, Tom. Well, I think it's easy to, to put together the pieces here in terms of teams that would want to make a move for DeAndre Hopkins, who, regardless of how much money he ends up getting, he's not going to come cheap. It's going to be a team that's a contender. It's going to be a team with a good quarterback. The Bills have certainly been a team that people think about as a fit for DeAndre Hopkins. It does make a lot of sense. And now that you're not in a space where you're having to give up a pick on top of it, Maybe there's more financial flexibility. The Chiefs are another team that's a, a logical uh, type of a destination given their receiver movement over the last uh, couple of years here. And I would certainly anticipate there's going to be some other teams that are going to pop up. You know, as this thing moves forward here, potentially get in the mix as well. You know, it's, it's fascinating to think backwards too. You go back to 2020 when the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins to the party. And at that time, I think it's fair to say that there was shock among people within the NFL. There was a ton of criticism leveled at Houston for how you could, you know, give up DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you know, if you go back, and again, this is all revisionist history, and we have the benefit of hindsight here, but three years later, the Cardinals gave up $57 million for DeAndre Hopkins. He was banged up each of the past two seasons, missed a lot of time. Texans got a second-round pick out of that deal. And they used the money they saved on Brandon Cooks, who, believe it or not, had more catches for the Texans over those three years than DeAndre Hopkins did in Arizona. And that's not to say that DeAndre Hopkins is not a a phenomenal talent, but, you know, there are reasons that GMs are reluctant in many cases to make, you know, certain types of deals, especially when you have a superstar player who becomes available. You always have to ask yourself why. And there were a variety of reasons that DeAndre Hopkins became available. Arizona took a big swing to bring him in, and even though he did have some productivity there, I think it's fair to say that it didn't work out how anybody would have anticipated. So would looking at teams' cap space give us an indication of, of uh, you know, the market, or, or re- that means nothing? Teams can just rework deals to make sure Hopkins gets in the fold and a bunch of veterans or players might be willing to talk turkey with general managers on that front right now. Well, teams increasingly, Rich, over the last couple of years have been really aggressive adding void years. So you could do something like, let's use $15 million just as the baseline here. You do a $15 million signing bonus plus $1 million base salary for DeAndre Hopkins. You add four void years on top of it. He's on a one-year $16 million deal that only counts about $4 million on your cap this year. There's different ways you can get around this, and I don't think the cap space is the driving force. I think as much as anything, it's opportunity. DeAndre Hopkins is a high-volume type of a player. 
he is a, a strong personality too. Even though he you know comes across as very laid back, you're going to feel DeAndre Hopkins uh, when he's in the room. He, he again, he's very talented, but he's been banged up the last couple of years, and he's, he's frankly not as young as he was. Uh, a few years ago either. So I think it's going to be a fairly short list. Obviously, a lot of teams will poke around on it and see what the market is here. But I, I would anticipate this is pretty targeted in terms of who's going to be in the DeAndre Hopkins mix, who's going to be willing to pay that type of money to bring in that specific player, not upend kind of the overall dynamic and chemistry of your offense and have a chance to win right now with him at a time that he's going to want to make sure that he's you know getting money up front. I got 90 seconds left. What can you tell me about Jimmy G and his foot and when we can expect him back in Vegas? What do you got for me there? So if you remember back, Rich, Jimmy Garoppolo agreed to terms very quickly on the first day of the negotiating window, but he didn't actually sign the contract. I believe his press conference got delayed at one point. There was a week or two there where there was at least some questions, and then it kind of died down because he ended up signing, had the press conference, everything was well. Well, part of what was happening there was he was coming off of that uh, foot injury, which you remember Kyle Shanahan in a way that only Kyle Shanahan can describe the injury as there's a bunch of stuff broken in there. It was a significant type of an injury uh, that, that sidelined Garoppolo for the remainder of the season there. What they determined was he needed an additional procedure. It was described to me yesterday as a cleanup I was told by somebody uh, close to him that everything is progressing well at this point. Josh McDaniels was nonspecific about when Jimmy will be back on the field, which, you know, Josh, frankly, and this is not a criticism, but he's going to be nonspecific about pretty much anything in the injury area, particularly in May. I did open the possibility that maybe Jimmy's not back on the field until training camp. We'll see whether or not that's the case, but I have not uh, seen or heard any real action about Jimmy not being ready uh, to roll by the time the regular season rolls on. You're the man. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you uh, hopping on real quick. Short notice. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. You bet. That's Tom Poser. I remember that. Remember Jimmy G was... He didn't... It took him a bit to sign it, and then his press conference got delayed. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. And everybody's wondering, what's the NFL up to the Friday before Memorial Day? The answer, a lot.